Hey, celebrate and rejoice. It's Rob Nichols and friends on Fly Me to the Moon, the podcast. Not to be confused with Fly Me to the Moon, the song, or the fragrance for men. And over the next 30 or so minutes, we will actually hear the uh, words, what's wrong with Robbo, like uh, mentioned in various uh, contexts. But yes, it is time for Fly Me to the Moon. Good to see you as ever, Rob Nichols. Good to be here. Good to be here after Middlesbrough act, uh, recorded a, an away win at Reading. Um, and that was a, a major relief for all Borough fans. Rob, it's your birthday week. It's probably the oh, first yeah. time in your entire life that Middlesbrough have been playing football in the week of your birthday. So the least they could actually do was win for you. So, you know, that's the important thing. <laughs> it's literally all timed with that basis. Actually, on that point, presumably this is the latest Middlesbrough have ever actually played in the calendar year. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's, uh, it's the first time I've ever done a fanzine on my birthday. And uh, yeah, it's the first time what that we've treat. ever played. Yeah, yeah, what a treat indeed. First time that we've played in in, in July, isn't it? I think in our history, mm -hmm. of, apart from a friendly game. I don't know what happened in the war, whether whether how, how the fixtures worked in the war, but that was very different sort of thing. So it's. Uh, I mean, yeah, you, you say world. that, yeah, but Boris Johnson has actually said today that he hopes it'll all be back to normal by Christmas. I think we've heard that once before. Uh, right. It was the First World War when we, we were talking about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. by October, yeah. he might be back at the Riverside with uh, 100,000, well, let's say 100,000 people, another 30,000 souls celebrating Borough in the Championship. Well, we might be back in October. That's that was the news today, but I don't think we'll be back with 30,000. I think it'll be, it could well be. Uh, a whole new sort of uh, sort of uh, different restrictions. It could, you know, you could be, maybe you'll only be able to ha have ten thousand or something like that, or eight thousand. I don't know how that's going to work. We'll see what happens. It could be. Let's let's hope things progress uh, off the pitch as they have on the pitch this week. <laughs> Well, again, we, we, we have to acknowledge that, that good things are manifesting. And yeah, as you rightly said, uh, getting a result. I mean, clearly, all the old days when Middlesbrough used to be concerned about going south and facing teams in London or around London, yeah. etc. They've all gone. I mean, obviously, beating Millwall, beating Reading. Uh, it, it's, it's all yeah. settled and, and, and sorted. And it would take, I mean, I think you'd have to be a major, major pessimist to think that Borough are going to go down now. Uh, I know it's not mathematically impossible, but... Yeah. Highly unlikely, I would have thought, especially with Leeds United doing us a favour last night, of course. That's right. I think all, all Borough fans are watching all these games um, tonight. Huddersfield play and uh, we, we, uh, against West Brom, and it doesn't. It, it's it's irrelevant if it's away or at home these days, isn't it? So uh, apart from for Middlesbrough, who haven't won at home since Boxing Day, still. So it's still that 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 seems to be weighing heavily around our necks. But yeah, we'll all be hoping that Huddersfield um, fail to get any points tonight because it just it, it's, it's another uh, another tick in our favour really but we, we do face two very very difficult games and we really wouldn't want to be first of all Cardiff City Neil Warnock's old team um, he knows all about them he's been talking about the fact that he knows that how 10 of the say 10 out of their 11 players will play presumably 10 that that, that, that were that played under him um, but he doesn't know that about Middlesbrough players and then after the Cardiff game, of course, we, we travelled to Sheffield Wednesday, which would be probably pretty easy for anybody else other than the fact that Middlesbrough are playing Gary Monk's team and um, there's a certain, there's a couple of players, Adam Reach and Rhodes, that have played for Middlesbrough. So there's a, there's a few issues there, isn't there? And, and it, 
we would we and we've also been rele relegated twice at, at, at Hillsborough um, in my time of going to, to watch Borough. So we don't want to make it third time, do we? Well, again, who knows what will be panning out or panning out from that point of view. Um, I have to give thanks to all the folk who've been downloading the podcast. Welcome if you're new. Yeah, uh, this week, of course, I did mixed feelings, actually, because we ran a Jack Charlton tribute and it smashed Neil Warnock's record. Numbers of downloads went through the roof, Rob. Uh, right. So really very impressed with respect to that. Uh, I thought right. Neil Warnock had a record which was there, but Neil, the Neil Warnock mini edition that we did uh, is now down in second place in terms of most popular downloads. And Jack Charlton is well in the lead at number one and likely to stay there, I would have thought, for another week or so. Which well, it was a very, spe right. very special edition, wasn't it? Yeah. Alex, that, that, you know, yeah. Very and, sad. And it, it brings us around to issue 606, not the yeah. radio show, as we said, which nope. we're holding up there, uh, mm. which, of course, is a special tribute. And, and I think you took the right tenor in terms of, or the right tone, and actually just having one word on the cover uh, under the image of Jack, uh, champion. Exactly. Yes, we're, we're holding them up simultaneously now. You can see this in the right-hand side of your headphones. That's uh, the key thing for that. <laughs> um, and, and lots of thoughts are being shared by uh, members in, in, in the whole thing, including, of course, uh, Bob Fisher, who used to do the, uh, uh, I think, many of the contributions to Fly Me to the Moon. As he well used to do the covers. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, of course, uh, Clem from, of course, Radio 5 Live and their tale of visiting yep. uh, uh, Jack Charlton, uh, which I think worked, worked extremely well. I mean, particularly like the line that Jack Charlton said, those words, what's wrong with Robbo-like, uh, when, uh, of course, they said <laughs> oh, they, could, yeah. they could do with him back, etc. which is, is, is good from that. Um, it's extraordinary, the line that came out of that, and again, it was also covered by... Um, the Rochdale Smoggy in Big, da mm. Big Jack's Tactical Masterclass, that he realised that he, ha he had Alan Foggan, who was unfit, but could actually run fast if he was fit, so he got him fit. Uh, and, and then sort of simplicity himself took out Eric McMordy, replaced him with uh, uh, a uh, Murdoch. Bobby Murdoch, uh, Graham Sooners came on board, and in the classic words of the Meerkats, it was simples. <laughs> yes, Alan Foggan was... Um... I was going to say 100 metres, but it's not 100. It was 100 yards at the time. He was 100 yards champion, um, incredibly fast. And so he used him as his secret weapon. Uh, and I suppose in those days when, um, well, there weren't many clubs that even had people scouting. There were, you, you, I remember um, the MP, Alan Keane, the late MP, Alan Keane, was a, was a scout for Middlesbrough from, this, from about 1966 onwards. And he was one of the first. And he would go and do a dossier under the clubs. So basically you could, you could try a plan. And you weren't on TV, were you? We, 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 at best, you were on highlights. And you could get away with it for month after month. And Jack Charlton had this fantastic plan, this different way of, of, of playing, which was incredibly successful. And I suppose a lot of managers, even in those days, uh, he came from the school of Don Reavy, a, a, a master tactician. And a lot of the managers probably didn't really have those sort of uh, fine-tuned tactics as well. Uh, and people think... I think that's a point that the that Rochdale Smoggy was was making, and, and Bob Fisher and a couple of others, that that Jack was very was a very uh, as well as being very down to earth was very astute tactician as well, and and yeah he had a he had a game plan for Borough that was incredibly successful. It, it, it smashed all the records at that time, didn't it? But when we had two points for a win still. Yeah, I mean, certainly the Reavy plan, uh, for which he was, he was well known for it, and of course, perhaps uh, less uh, fated for, of course, the, uh, the infamous Don Revy dossiers, which didn't go down well with many England uh, players at the time in 1974, 75 and 76. However, it did actually bring back to mind my own thoughts that had Jack stayed and not sort of stuck to his guns and left after four years, 
I think there was a fair argument for saying that with his tactical awareness, with maybe one or two signings, then the mantle that he'd learnt under uh, Don Revy and the way forward yeah. could have actually well transposed to Middlesbrough and Borough could have actually had a, a much more successful period. Who knows, in an altered dimension, maybe they have. It's a funny thing, this is a bit of a, a, a diversion. Watching the Sheffield United game um, uh, last, last night where they the, the, the lost to Leicester City and Chris Wilder, the manager, had a kind of like a, a, a board on which he was moving pieces. It almost looked like uh, like like drafts, oh. and that was it, it's really. You talk about Jack Charlton going back to Don Revy. Don Revy learned about his dossiers and tactics from he uh, was a bus driver in Middlesbrough who ran the junior team that Don Revy had, and he had painted corks on a board and he would move them up and down. I thought I was watching Chris Wilder yesterday, thinking that that is exactly what that guy used to do. It's 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 amazing, isn't it? We have come full circle and talking about yes. Sheffield United. A neat segue to Billy Sharp, proving that Premiership yes. footballers can actually write letters. And indeed, we haven't lost the whole notion that uh, letter writing is actually gone. A really nice response, actually, yeah. uh, that you put into uh, Derek Agar, who actually uh, uh, was, was writing to Billy Sharp and got a very, very positive letter back, which shows that he remembers the time when clearly Borough yeah. fans showed appreciation. I mean, his line, dear Derek, uh, just a quick reply to say thanks for the uh, kind words. Um, I will be forever grateful to the uh, Borough fans uh, and, and to, the, to the warm reception the Borough fans uh, provided and their support. Of course, that was when he lost his, uh, his, his son. Um, That's right. He was played for Doncaster, there. wasn't he? Yes, yeah. yeah. And, he, so, and uh, he chose to play, didn't he? He chose to play. The, exactly. uh, and uh, in a very emotional night, and he scored an absolutely wonderful goal. And the Middlesbrough fans... Uh, joined with the Doncaster fans in in, in applauding him. Yeah. Yeah. As, uh, but yeah, Which, it's a lovely letter. Yeah, and, and, and again, a, a sort of wonderful sort of line of the uh, the football survey. Now, it would seem that not only does uh, Borough TV also provide uh, a wonderful source for people to actually listen to uh, Southside, well, to listen oh, Red to Army TV, that's right. exactly Red Army yeah. TV, etc. But they also, in the guise of Dave Roberts, have provided opportunities for your good self to have a word with Mikhail Beck. So, how is he? How is he coping these days? And uh, how, in terms of planning for the reunion game, it'll take place sometime. Uh, yeah. The uh, Borough All-Stars of the Century at the Riverside. How is he, yeah. how's he looking forward to that? Well, he is. He's, he, he's, um, I mean, I think, I think it, first of all, uh, um, uh, so many Borough fans are, are really touched that he, that he should think, think of us uh, at this time. and that Because that, uh, everyone's in the same boat to some, to some extent. And he wanted to reach out and help help people and give people a lift in this area, give the fans a lift and give something back for, for uh, this, this, the support of the fans to him and, and his teammates. And he's been delighted with the fact that there's almost been nobody that said no that he, when he's approached to, to can you play? Um, uh, and that... And that obviously, the next part is, is when can they play? And you, you're saying that fans might be able to come back in in October, and Boris saying it could be okay by Christmas. Well, um, basically, they need a they, they need a full sta stadium. And he says in this this piece that he that the the the, uh, the the response they've got has been so heartwarming, not only from the players but from the fans that they think they could probably fill Wembley Stadium whenever they whenever they do this match. And all the money raised from the from the match will go to the foundation. 
who will plough it all into into causes in the Teesside and East Cleveland area, which is, and, and you can imagine, there's an awful lot of uh, appetite for, for for needing that that money. So it's going to be a brilliant event. And yeah, Mickle was 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 brilliant. It was it was really good with it. His, his answers were very interesting, and clearly uh, he that that period ninety six ninety seven. Is is incredibly special to him as it is to the to the Borough fans. So it's great. It was great to great to catch up via Dave Roberts. Exactly. Yes. But I'm a TV. Uh, thank you, Dave. We'll say that again. Yeah. And thank you, Dave. Uh, moving on. That's a third time. What the hey? Thank you, Dave Roberts. Uh, he's, he's got a triple whammy, a hat trick, a hat trick of thank yous there. Um, mm -hmm. I'm pausing momentarily because Jimmy Flynn has actually done us proud with this. I thought initially, is this another person who's actually passed and shuffled off this mortal coil? But no, I can say Jeff Winter is still alive and well, as far as I'm aware. Uh, even yes, though he's... But, but Alex, we do need to, to say a special uh, uh, hello to Jeff because um, he is mourning. Sadly, his, his wife died two weeks ago. So uh, it's... Uh, a nice time to be able to pay tribute to, to Jeff. In which case, time. allowing for that, and given that it is an epic, it's almost like uh, uh, the Odyssey. Uh, Homer's Odyssey has actually been written by this. It is. Shall we attempt, before we go in to chat a bit about borough finances, etc., shall we attempt our usual Nichols Leftuke reading of Jimmy Flynn's Jeff Winter? Try. Here we go. Yes, exactly. Big Jeff Winter stood six foot two, a Middlesbrough lad through and through. Born in the town's Jedburgh Street, footballing is every heartbeat. He grew up watching the Borough play, a regular supporter, home and away. He carved out a successful banking career before a pathway into professional football became clear. Targeting a role as the man in the black, he charted a course from which he never turned back. In local football, he served his time. As the refereeing ladder, he started to climb. There he observed cheating players' wiles and ways, an experience which would serve him well in his premiership days. Firm, impartial refereeing his sole intent, and for players who willfully, willfully the rules of the game bent, Jeff became the winter of their discontent <laughs> with the physique and presence of a top-flight centre-back. Players thought twice before answering back. Twelve years he spent at the top of the game. With the Premier League the stage where he made his name, superb at managing players and letting games flow. With every game played, so his reputation did grow. As he approached the end of an illustrious illustrious career his reputation was threatened by an injurious smear his the, the 23rd of august 2003 a fateful day in his career proved to be there in the technical area at st james's park to a white hot atmosphere he applied a spark in the season that was to be his swan song he accused alex ferguson of committing a cardinal wrong football's most famous manager was sent to the stand and the shockwaves reverberated throughout the lands. The Manchester United boss was charged with calling the referee a cheat. But his perceiving just as he determined to beat, both Uniteds came together and Jeff was headed for stormy weather. Coaching staff from both camps and cahoots and football boots were supported by a team of lawyers in pinstripe suits. One by one, they entered the FA witness box. In a concerted effort, they intrepid Jeff to outfox. Jeff was the last man on the stand, and a knockout blow did effortlessly land. Both clubs, in their shameless endeavours to discredit, not contrite, learned to their cost that right is might. Jeff left that court victorious, head held high as he walked away, and memorably refereed the FA Cup final on his final day. Big Jeff Winter, the man in black, 
with the physique and presence of a top-flight centre-back. Players thought twice before answering back. Well, we made it. That's important. Yeah. Uh, you could hear sort of some charge there. Oh, one or two sort of slight sort of missed lines there. But we do these things wrong wide and it's fine. A bit like the books. It would seem that Mike Baker, I think, Mike Kelly, I should say rather, has been yeah. uh, doing his usual analysis. And despite the fact that he's still a little bit concerned in terms of where will Middlesbrough actually end up, let's say the championship, um, next yeah. season, uh, it does seem as though Borough are looking reasonably okay, um, given obviously where uh, things could have been in comparison with clubs yeah. like Sheffield Wednesday, Aston Villa, Wigan Athletic and so on. Yeah, there, there, there could be some big question marks over a lot of clubs. Um, and and, and I, I guess they'll all be looking... Um, with some sort of trepidation in in, in um, that date when they can actually let fans back in and how they can do that and sadly we've seen restaurants going to the wall this week and and music venues and, and we don't want to see football clubs uh, joining that list but uh, it's, it's difficult times and, and and what he is saying as as, as you rightly said uh, Alex is that we've 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 taken some pain in the last couple of years but in doing that. We've cut back uh, our expenditure and wages and everything quite a long way, haven't we? We're 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 nearer the sort of uh, we're nearer the black than 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 the red than the red zone than uh, um, an awful lot nearer than a lot of other clubs, perhaps in the championship. Uh, had to admit, I had a little smile when uh, Jude, age ten, has told to Neil Weldon. Actually, uh, talks about Rudy Gestad uh, and uh, the impact that uh, was given when uh, it was revealed he was actually on forty thousand pounds a week. From that point of view, it's very good. Nice, uh, worth, worth our Thank you once again, Mrs. Warnock is the uh, the title of the column that's actually there. So Cardiff City, as we've said, Neil Warnock's old side. He knows a lot about the the side from that point of view. So there's yes. lots of connection with that. Cardiff, I think. Do they still have a harbour hopes of getting into the playoffs? I suppose they do, really, oh, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're in the final playoff position yes. at the moment, but they're, they're, yeah. they're, it's vulnerable. That's the one that everyone's... Yes. So yeah. Cardiff are the team that everyone's shooting at. So it's... Um, yeah, it's... They, they, they need a win. They're not going to be coming here for a draw. And, and they'll be thinking that everybody else who's been coming here for a win has been getting a win. So it's, it's, a, it's a very difficult game. We've said over the years there'll be bluebirds over the white cliffs of Borough. Um, who knows what'll happen with respect to that? And then, of course, as I say, Sheffield Wednesday, the final game of the season, probably the most unusual season that you've experienced, Rob? Yeah, yeah, without doubt. Um, obviously, it's been a, a, a tremendous challenge from... It, it's been... It would have been unusual anyway in the, in the, in the way that we, we started with a new project, with a, a, a pressing game, trying to bring a tactic track in football, trying to launch a new coach. It didn't work initially. And then at Christmas time, it gelled. We got, it was, it was managed for the month. It, it, it's amazing how quickly it fell apart after, as you said last time, the curse of the manager of the month really did, really did hit uh, Jonathan Woodgate. But you think back to that Spurs, the Spurs Cup game. We played so well, didn't we, against against Spurs in the in those two games, and then um, and then we, we the, the wheels kind of fell off. But I thought just be, that the 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 way the way win at Charlton, I thought uh, this is going to save us this this game because we're going to get the it points. Was a, now. It was the last then, game before we went into lockdown, of course. Absolutely, it was the last game before Stop lockdown. Stop the season and, there. Yeah, and then we it came did. came back. Get out of, out of lockdown, and we 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 looked appalling against another uh, uh, Welsh South Welsh team. We talked about Cardiff against Swansea, who absolutely who, who ran riot, and then 
we changed managers and, and of course we, we we end the season without fans in the ground and and uh, um, it, 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 it has been and we end see the end the season in July which is it's, it's, it's been and, hectic as well, hasn't it? Exactly. We didn't even have a chance, although presumably this will be online, to have the annual Fly Me to the Moon Player Awards. Maybe we should actually have a special Fly Me to the Moon uh, package post-Sheffield Wednesday when we can celebrate uh, the, yeah. uh, the successes of that. Because the, I, think, well, I, think, that, I think Neil Warnock said, hasn't he, that he's going to do sort of... He's going to he's going to uh, give back a, an assessment to the club so we can, we can assess ourselves, can't yes, we? Yes, exactly. Um, and it brings us around to probably one of the best pieces of news in the latest edition uh, of Flying to the Moon, the official pansy, official pansy, the official fancy, pansy, it's a whole new better. world there. Uh, yeah. Specialists, obviously, in kitchen cutlery and such like. Uh, yeah. So, the Fly Me to the Moon, the uh, official fanzine for Borough, uh, issue 606 versus Cardiff City. Uh, the best news, of course, being you can subscribe to 10 monthly issues next season. Yay! Yeah, well, hopefully, if we get enough, then we can continue. That's, that's the, that's always say that, but it's, 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 it's exactly. essential this time. <laughs> yeah, precisely. So, uh, but as I say, we'll have probably, a, I won't say a summer special because we are in the summer, but we'll have a post-season yeah. special podcast, Flying to the Moon. Yeah. Uh, how can people actually subscribe, though, uh, to either back issues for this season or indeed subscribe to next season? Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm going to have to put up the, um, I'm going to have to put the subscription online, aren't I? Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because yeah, because I've just I've just put I've just I've just wrote that in about checks, but yeah, if you go to fmttm.com and click subscript subscriptions, then I will be putting that um, uh, all the details up. And yeah, uh, at the moment you could get the back issues on there, but um, I need to put something out for next season. Um, I'm not wanting to jump the gun because we don't know when next season is going to be. We don't know anything about it, but. Um, yeah, yes, I think. We, well, um, I think it's fair to say it's not likely through. to be starting next season. Is not likely to be starting in its traditional beginning of August time slot. So no, I think we're we're okay for right, that. Yeah. So uh, I think yeah. that's, that's fair enough. Because of course we've got the European Cup final to work through that, uh, and we've got the yeah. FA Cup final to look forward to, and other aspects as well. Uh, that's right. Finally, we wrap up obviously with those immortal words that effectively echo and resonate throughout time, whether you're in lockdown, uh, out of lockdown, uh, travelling to work or not, in any way, shape, or form. What are hmm. they, Rob? After three, up the three. borough. Oh, Come sorry. on, borough. Up the borough. Up the borough.